No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you were tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. You can join us here every single day of the week except on Thursdays. That is podcast-free Thursdays. And every other Friday, we have our good friend, Donna Brandenburg, who is fighting for you and America. Let's get started. (laughs) Oh, man, it's going to suck to be you deep staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. (laughs) Watch out, the American people are coming for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are in the captain's chair. They are the host. They are at the wheel. Therefore, they're steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So I'm glad to have you all here today. It is Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. So happy Tuesday. Hope everybody is having a wonderful week so far. And so welcome to His Hard Line. You are joined with us for episode 392, 1% with him, which is going to be a reading out of Isaiah chapter 26 and a short little discussion. And then after this show, we will have a His Hard Line discussion where we will be talking about the Buck Act. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. So not a whole lot I really want to cover um, as far as, you know, headlines or anything like that. Because quite frankly, I'm not really a headline kind of guy, in my opinion. And this is just my opinion. Everybody's different, but this is Jason's opinion here. Um, I, I just think a lot of the headlines are distractions. I mean, the one thing that does stand out, which is kind of interesting, is that uh, was it Kirstie Alley passed away yesterday, I guess, at the age of 71. Still fairly young, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um yeah, I apologize for that, Rita. You know, see, this is one of the reasons <laughs> she was saying no warning today or I missed it. Glad I just checked. Yeah, like I said, this is one of the reasons why it's so hard to, you know, I'm doing my bet. Here's the one thing you can bet, bet on, guys. If it's not 7, it'll be 7.30 at the latest, okay? General roundabout. And the reason I give myself that half hour uh, buffer is because it, my life legitimately is so busy. 
I was just talking to Donna on the phone about this. She was driving back home from Iowa. She was visiting her husband because he's on his contract. And I just feel like there's just not enough time anymore for anything in the day. Um, my wife and I, we were talking about that just a little bit earlier today. We just feel like how time seems to be ever increasing and has continuously increased, like almost to the point to where we have almost no time in a day to do anything. And so, yeah, these little things like, you know, the reminders and, and today, literally the day got away from me. It's been one of those days I had, um, oh, just, I just had so much going on and it just, it won't stop. And I need to figure how to minimize the chaos. And, uh, I used to be a type of guy that I was so organized and very well thought out and planned everything. And I was ahead of everything. I don't know what is going on, but it's like, it's like those skills or those qualities, I guess, are like gone. So I have no idea what's going on there, but Hey, whatever, you know what? I'm just trying to do my best to live in the moment, live for God, listen to him. And everything else is just fluff, right? Listen to God, take care of my family, help reassemble and, you know, restore this republic. And everything else just will hopefully work itself out. I'm not going to get worried about my future. I'm not going to get worried about retirement. I'm not going to get worried about the dirty dishes that still need to go in the dishwasher in the sink. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, we keep a pretty clean house. If any of you have seen Donna's, you know, live stream. But I'm trying not to worry about the fluff. I'm trying to worry about the substance, the, the, the good quality substance that really truly matters, you know? So yeah. So anyway, but, um, so yep. Kirsty Alley passed away. I don't know what that's about, but you know, she was in Hollywood. So one can only guess. And the other thing I wanted to reach out or, you know, talk about just very briefly, you know, that substation that was in, uh, I guess what Moore County, North Carolina, somewhere in North Carolina, how the first, initial stories when it came out that somebody was shoot, you know, shot up the substation. Well, apparently that wasn't the case because police are saying that there was no reports of shots being fired. Now, could it be an attack like a hack? Maybe one thing's for sure. Something attacked that substation or the power grid in that isolated area and caused tons of people to lose power. 40,000 plus, right? So, I found that kind of interesting how the stories were, oh, it got shot. And now they're saying that the police said, well, nothing really got shot. So it could have been hacked. I don't know. But substations being shot up is not something that has never happened because it has happened in the past. Uh, I forgot how many years ago it was, but I want to say it was somewhere in California. Uh, Rita, you might remember that, I believe. Either California, Nevada. I can't remember which state, but somebody took like a sniper rifle or some high-powered caliber rifle and was shooting some key components at a substation to see if they can cause a pretty widespread uh, power outage. So something to be aware of. They are going to try to attack our power grid one way or another, whether if it's through a hack or through a bullet. They're going to try to bring it down. I don't know, you know, when, why, how, what that looks like. But again, like Rita was just saying in the chat, fear not, fear not. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of Isaiah 26, and then we will close out this show and we will return back for the one, uh, for the, his hardline discussion. Okay. Today I am reading out of the new American standard Bible. It is 21 verses. I'll be reading nothing crazy. Let me make sure. Oh, my alarm was going off. I guess I forgot to hit stop. I must have hit snooze. All right. We're not snoozing anymore. 
I mean, as much as I like to snooze right now, I can't. Okay, New American Standard Bible, starting with verse 1. On that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up walls and ramparts for security. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter. The one that remains faithful, the steadfast of mind, you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God, the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. For he has brought low those who dwell on high, the unassailable city. He lays it low. He lays it low to the ground and he cast it to the dust. The foot will trample it. The feet of the poor, the steps of the helpless, the way of the righteous is smooth. O upright one, make the path of the righteous level. Indeed, while following the way of your judgments, Lord, we have waited for you eagerly, your name in remembering you is the desire of our souls. At night, my soul longs for you. Indeed, my spirit within me seeks you diligently, for when the earth experiences your judgments, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Though the wicked person is shown compassion, he does not learn righteousness. He deals unjustly in the land of the uprightness and does not perceive the majesty of the Lord. Lord, your hand is lifted up, yet they do not see it. They see your zeal for the people and are put to shame. Indeed, fire will devour your enemies. Lord, you will establish peace for us since you have also performed for us all our works. Lord, our God, our other masters besides you have ruled us. But through you alone, we confess your name. The dead will not live. The departed spirits will not rise. Therefore, you have punished and destroyed them, and you have eliminated all remembrance of them. You have increased the nation, Lord. You have increased the nation. You are glorified. You have extended all the borders of the land. Lord, they sought you in distress. They could only whisper a prayer. Your discipline was upon them. As a pregnant woman approaches the time to give birth, she writhes and cries out in her labor pains. This is how we were before you, Lord. We were pregnant. We writhed in labor. We gave birth, it seems, only to wind. We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth, nor were inhabitants of the world born. Your dead will live. Their corpses will rise. You who lie in the dust, awake and shout for joy, for your dew is as the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to the departed spirits. Come, my people, enter your rooms, enclose your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. For behold, the Lord is about to come out of, excuse me, for behold, the Lord is about to come out from his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their wrongdoing. And the earth will reveal her bloodshed and will no longer cover her slain. And that is the whole chapter of 26 verses 1 through 21. That's Isaiah chapter 26. I'm telling you guys, I don't know, is it just me or does it just seem like every chapter we proceed further into Isaiah almost identically describes kind of what we're either seeing or what we seem to think we're going to be seeing soon. Evil goes away, right? I mean, I just think it'd be awesome. So 
Let me uh, just lost my window here. Okay. Dust to dust. So what did we just read here? <clears throat> well, rejecting God, man and his creation will return to the state that it was before God granted it, granted him life, which is just that, a pile of useless dust, right? And God is the one who gives the increase. Now, any work produced without his blessing will amount to nothing. All the hard work of man, all his achievements, will simply be reduced to dust in God's judgment. While we may think that we own a piece of land or business or build a business, everything belongs to God. We're just simply stewards here on this earth. You think you own your kids? No, those are God's kids. You think you own your home or your car or those digits that you pop up on your phone screen known as the bank account? You think all that's yours? No, it's not yours. You're, you're, you're beneficiaries of it. You're stewards of these things, but it's not yours. And I think this is one of the reasons why I have found a easy detachment from a lot of these things now, um, lately these days. Um, again, it was kind of, you know, Donna and I, we had a very long conversation today. She, like I said, she has a long road trip, so I'm sure she was happy to pass some time to talk to my boring butt. But, you know, we, that was kind of part of our conversation, you know was just the detachment of things and purging things out of our lives that don't matter or feel like they could have a heavy darkness to them. Like, for example, we were talking about books and how books could have attachments to them, right? Or files on an email, right? Um, you know, the spiritual war is very much real, and a lot of people don't want to really acknowledge the realness of it, the, the, just how dangerous it is. I mean, remember one of Satan's biggest lies he tries to convince the whole world is the, you know, that his existence is non-existent. Like he, he tries to convince people that, hey, he's not real. And if he can convince people that he's not real, well, then it makes the job easier to steer people down a bastardizing path, a path of destruction. And so like this past week, my wife and I, believe it or not, got rid of a lot of books except Bible, of course. We got like eight or nine Bibles. Because really, honestly, and I like to read. I love learning. And, and quite frankly, if I read, I'm not really a novel reader. I like to read for information. I like to learn. But ultimately, I like to read the Bible only now. And I thought it would be hard to purge all these books, but it wasn't. Why? Because it wasn't written by God. Yeah, sure, it was written maybe possibly by somebody that was a child of God, but it wasn't written by God. These books are eventually going to turn to dust. It's meaningless. And I kept a few, don't get me wrong, I kept a few ones that were actually pretty solid information. But remember, we're stewards of everything that he creates. Now, granted, <clears throat> the power over the earth for the purpose of caring for it, you know, but to think that we make anything out of our own from our own hands is just a fallacy because whatever, you know, we have, whatever we acquire ultimately comes from God, not man. And people who build a life independent from God will one day have a very, very rude awakening. I have a buddy of mine. 
who I still talk to to this day. He used to drive for NASCAR. Not a very long career, three years. But I'll give you a guess why it lasted three years. I'll give you one guess why his career in NASCAR lasted three years. And he was sponsored by Culver's and Water Furnace out of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'll give you one reason why his career lasted three years. What did I just say? People who build a life independent from God will one day have a very rude awakening. He lost it all. He was a multimillionaire. Lost it all. Lost it all. Why? Because he wasn't grateful to God. He was so prideful. It's like, look at what I accomplished. Look what Frank Cryer did. Look what I did. God's like, "Uh uh-uh. Look what I did and look what I'm about to do. God will destroy their works and judge them for the rejection of his righteous ways. Make no mistake. You know, his works will return to dust and his soul will be cast into a torment where there is a weeping and a gnashing of teeth. You don't want to go there. Speaking of a weeping and a gnashing of teeth, I want to just point something out for a moment. Now, he could be controlled opposition, possibly. If you notice, much like a couple other trusted voices that I listen to, and I'm I'm trying to refrain from referencing some of these podcasters because as much as I, I still listen to some, and again, it's very limited, you know, I'm trying my best to just tone down some of that. But if you notice, I also don't talk much about Kanye West or yay, whatever the heck he likes to go by. I'm not telling you to go listen to it, but he has a song that I remember when I was DJing called Lamborghini Mercy. Okay. Lamborghini Mercy. Part of the hook of that song was just that there is a weeping and a grinding and a gnashing of teeth. There is a weeping and the grinding and a gnashing of teeth, but it's, you, it's, 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 you hear it in the hook and it sounds like a very demonic spirited voice in that hook. Sure. He talks about God, but watch of everything else that he talks about. Remember, God was very clear about false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. Okay, just I'm just telling you. Build your life around God on his principles, and then you can enter into the gate of salvation where there is peace and eternal life. Ever since my wife and I, and you're going to hear this probably over and over again till the day I die for as long, or till the day you die, whichever comes first. Hopefully I go before you guys, but you know, We can't pick, so that's just God's perfect way, right? But until whoever goes first and you stop listening to this podcast, whether it's me or you, I'm going to keep saying to the end of time, the reason my wife and I have such a great marriage now and I've become a better father and a better husband is because we centered God in our lives, in our marriage, in our home. In everything we do, God is great. 
He's not just good. God is great. He's grand. And because he's so grand, we need to give him glorification and gratitude. Now, if we look at verse 1, now, in <clears throat> the day that God reigns from Mount Zion, his people were, will rejoice in song because he has made salvation as sturdy as a defense wall. And one can rest confidently in God's salvation because it's so sturdy. Now, the gates of salvation are open to whoever wants to enter. One just has to choose to walk in it. Trusting in the Lord means being confident that we will take care of one's life and circumstances. And when God constantly fills one's thoughts, then one is always aware of God's strength, righteousness, and faithfulness to take care of his children, thus bringing peace of mind to that person. As we look at verse 4, expounding on verse 1, Isaiah says that we can trust God because he will endure forever and his power will never fade away. But once again, Isaiah comments that God will bring low will bring low the haughtiness of man, considering that man himself was formed out of dust of the ground, and it is worthy to note that God will bring man's work to dust as well. God will invert the current world system that we're in by placing the poor and needy above those that dwell on high. Believe me, that's coming. I truly believe that is coming. Now, justice and uprightness feed off of each other as we look at verse 7. So to be upright means to seek out justice, and justice is performed when one lives uprightly, right? And so everything that is classified as good relates to each other in a beautiful harmony, just as everything classified as wicked relates in a destructive harmony. Now, this justice of the upright is not their own. It comes from God, and all good things come from Him. Now, as we look at verse 9, when one is obedient to God, one desires will align with the will of God. And that is, one will desire righteousness. And a servant of God should be pained by the suffering and existence of evil in the world, looking forward to the day when all of the earth will know righteousness. And so also in alignment with God's will, the servant of God desires that mercy and special favor will be given to the uh, favor be given to the wicked so that they may repent and learn to do right. That's why we got to pray for our enemies, pray for the wicked, that maybe one day they would repent and learn to do right. Listen, it's possible they can do right. That's why we have to pray for our enemies. Is it tough? Yes, but nothing nothing great in life ever came easy, as we always heard, right? And so a person may choose to ignore the signs of God's mercy and grace, but refusing to behold the majesty of the Lord is favor of continuing to deal unjustly. And so as we look at verse 11, even though the wicked choose to be blind to the hand of God, in the end they will be forced to acknowledge their choice, and they will be ashamed and subject to the punishment created for the enemies of God, who are Satan and his angels, which I hate calling them angels. I don't know why it's in this commentary. I'd rather call them demons, but that's what they are, right? They're fallen angels. I mean, if we're going to be truthful, they are. They're fallen angels. And so the work of the righteous are not physical works. They are faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. And as they are not physical works, they will not perish even when God destroys the earth. And so this is why Jesus calls them treasures in heaven. 
for they will be with us always. So if you compare verses 13 through 14 with Matthew 10, 28, earthly rulers do not endure and therefore should not be mistaken as the final authority in one's life. God's kingdom will expand over all the earth when he comes back to reign from Mount Zion. And so the ungodly are content to live without God until they are under his wrath. And well, by then it'd be too late and they are experiencing the consequences of their decisions. And so when God's people have been trying to bring forth righteousness, but have been unsuccessful, while men witness and make plain the consequences to sin, people refuse to repent. Hmm. And so only after the resurrection of the saints and the conversion of the living will the earth be full of righteousness. And you can compare that in Thessalonians 4 verses 16 through 17. Now, as we look at the last two, uh, excuse me, the last two um, verses, 20 and 21. Now, until the redemption of the body and evil is removed from earth, one is to be separated from the rest of the world. God encourages the believer with the statement that this time of indignation is but a little moment. And this could refer to the tribulation period, possibly, or simply the span of one's life, for the human life is really but a tiny amount of time compared to eternity. And that was, again, another thing that Don and I were talking about. And like I said, I already brought it up in the beginning. Was I was like asking her, I'm like, does this seem like time just increases and is just ever increasing? And she's like, no, for me, it stopped. I'm like, what? I couldn't believe what I was hearing. She was like, oh, yeah, for me, it feels like time has stopped. I'm like... Man, not for me, <laughs> but it's just, it's very interesting what we're seeing in the world and what's going on in the world. And these are definitely not normal times. These are not the times that we are familiar with and have been familiar with. The, the, the days of normal are gone. Whatever normal was, which I'm starting to realize normal sucked. Normal was evil. No more normal. And yeah, Rita was just saying, the birth pangs are ever increasing. Yeah, I I agree. So let's get, let's say a prayer real quick. Oh, you know, mm, now we're going to say that for a different day because we have too much going on. So yeah, let's say a prayer and we'll close out the show so we can start the next one. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this wonderful day. Another day of life and good health for myself, for our, my wife, my daughter, for the people here that come every day in their, you know, when they have time to come listen. Thank you for this platform. We ask that you continuously walk with us in this path, in our journey. Help us to realize to slow down in moments when we need to slow down and really take in a certain moment. Help us recognize those moments. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also help us remember to always be mindful and to be cognizant of being in the moment because we often forget that too. I know I do sometimes and I do my best, which is why I try to start these shows later in the evening. So the minute I get home, the first thing I'm doing is playing with my daughter, trying to keep priorities first. So we thank you for all these things and we just continuously ask that you guide people, you help protect people with your armor 
There's a lot of darkness, but we need to be the light. We will be the light. So show us where you need us to shine and we will be that light. And we pray for our enemies that they do repent and turn from their wicked ways and realize that your way is the only one righteous way. And so pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for 1% with him. Glad to have you all here. And so we will close this out and give me about, eh, like I said, 10 minutes or less. Um, I always try to give myself that little buffer in case Pond B wants to be a pain in the butt. So far, knock on wood, it's been all right. So we will be back here in about 10 minutes for a His Hardline discussion where we talk about the Bucks, the Buck Act. Okay. So if I don't see you on the other side, we'll see you back here maybe tomorrow or whenever you decide to come back or maybe on the download side. I don't know, wherever you decide to come back, we'll see you then. All right, God bless. We'll see you later. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna oh, man, suck to be you deep staters when this is all said and done. You guys really have no idea what's coming for you. Watch out, the American people are coming for you. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Live. Remember, you can tune in every single evening. Except on Thursdays. I hope you all have a blessed day. And remember, like a states in Joshua 1.9, I command you. Be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you for joining us at His Heart Line.